What's up? Brian, what is going on, man? You know, if it was just me and you in here, bro, we'd be talking up a storm, man. Love you, man. Can you peck pop like Terry Crews? Like that? Man, I was in prison, man, just like him. Touchpoint, my man Jimmy the Texas Tornado. What's up? Man, you guys get me hopped up, you know what I mean? Like, I just start getting hopped up, you know? It's just like the more, it's like energy or something. I don't know what's happening. Thank you for your service, JMCK, IEN2999, What's up, bro? You seem down. Well, I'm standing up right now. You know what I'm saying? I'm kind of I'm scared because my, my light system is about to just crash. So if y'all like see some crazy stuff, then you'll know what happened. You know what I mean? No, I'm not down. I'm just staring at the screen sometimes. You know what I mean? It can be the same thing, man. Sometimes when you're down, you, you just stare at the screen. But I'm doing okay. Hi, love. How you doing? Lovely. How you doing? Touchpoint. Peacock. Magnanimous peacock. You know what magnanimous means? It's not some uh, arrogant term like a lot of people think that magnanimous would be. Get a face tat. All right. Just since you said that, I'm going to get a face tap right here. Right here. Very well. Wardrobe change. That's right. This is uh, Mr. Rogers up in here, but with the real tattoos. You know what I'm saying? Everybody used to say he had, um, Mr. Rogers had these tattoos. You know what? No, he didn't. No, man. I've been, I've been checking him out for a long time. Not in that way, but like that, you know. Turning shipping containers into small 8 by 9 foot apartments for homeless support or against i am always about helping the homeless as long as it's not hurting our own communities you know and what i mean by that is like the roman empire burnt to the ground basically because they opened their borders you know in a lot of way and hey jesus tells us to love everybody but also uh in second timothy timothy 2 3 or something like that uh paraphrasing if you can't provide for your for your family if you can't protect and provide for your family, I mean, touch point, you know what I'm saying? Did Mr. Rogers carry a 90210 piece? No, you know he didn't carry no 90210 piece. What's up? What's up, brother? Much love. Tat, dad, I'm trying to do something. I'm standing up. If you don't support our homeless, then you don't support our veterans. That's so sad you say that since I'm a veteran, since I've lost a lot of really good friends. But I know that you have no idea what you're talking about when you say something like that. So all my love to you because I just I just see there's no understanding up here uh, when you talk about veterans. It's real hard to talk to a guy that served uh, as much as time as me. And then on the backside, war is no match for her aftermath. But you may not know that. But I do because I served a year in a James Haley Veterans Hospital. Not not quite a year, but but quite some time there. And then other hospitals to equal a year in, in the polytraumatic ward. So I know all about um, those kind of things. You know what I'm saying? I know all about that. Mr. Rogers is not a veteran. You know, the thing is, is this, is um, 
Uh, you, you probably can't imagine the support that I have given homeless people over the years. Uh, it's a lot, you know. Now, I like that. This is stolen valor. Wolf, did you know that you can steal someone's valor, you know? And, and you don't have any followers, so that makes me think that you're, you're a, you're a um, just a hating person, you know. And I hope that whoever's on the other end of this uh, doesn't, hey, what's up, me familia, homie? What's going on? I'm just saying, you know, like when I see um, when I see people hate on me, it's almost it's almost is you know it's it's either the muscle that I have, but it's not that because it's the camera adding a hundred pounds of dense muscle. Okay, it's not me. I don't look like this. It's just the camera. You know what I'm saying? How is this stolen valor? Thank you, man. Thank you for that support. Hey, you know what? Um, it is stolen valor when, when, when it's from the other person, when it's trying to steal my valor. Did you know that you can steal someone's valor? And that's really sad. Hey, thanks for saying that. You rock, buddy. What's going on? I love, um, I love it when people come at me in bad ways because it's like a talent that I have from the time I was little to spit back things real quick. And it's kind of embarrassing for people when they come at me. You know what I'm saying? It's sad. Uh, what else what we got? What's your thoughts on Marcus Luttrell? Hey, you know, I never talk trash about other SEALs except for Robert O'Neill uh, because of uh, his claim to fame. But other than that, I even felt bad about that. So I kind of kind of veer away from that talking bad about anybody else. Yes, I'm a SEAL. Boy, you can't hide from us. Boy, you can't hide from us. What's going on? You got 305 people you're following. But what's going on, man? Boy, you can't hide from us. What does that mean? Sometimes I don't even know what that means anymore. Uh, if you're the FBI, you're right. You know, I, I tried to to run for myself and the law for 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 a couple of years, and that just don't work. You know what I mean? So so that's how it is. You know. What else? What's up, everybody? You are a warrior for God. I, I love that comment. I like that. I love being a warrior from God. God, you know, a little constipated. That's okay. Just get it out. You know, maybe maybe if you don't hold me while you're on the toilet, uh, squeeze it out. You know what I mean? I'm saying that with all my love for you right now. Just squeeze it out, but don't hold me while you're on the toilet, and I'm sure you'll get it out. You know what I mean? Thank you for that great uh, comment, though, that you just made. Hey, they won't say that in person. You, you know, that's that's good you say that because uh, the real man, Pete, I've been meaning to get back to your text, man. I'm sorry. Good gosh. Busy. Um you ain't never met somebody so busy on house arrest. It's weird. But let me tell you something. You know, in Texas Federal Penitentiary, you just don't have anybody come up to you and say that. You know? And I've and I've never had anybody say that to me like that, you know, uh in person. But that's we're but we are the, the that's how it is, you know. And Marsha, 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 Marsha. Has anybody ever said that, Marsha? All my love to you. If he doesn't show the DD two fourteen because it's stolen valor. Well, you know what? Um, I I didn't ask you to believe me. I, I didn't ask you to. You know what I mean? So you don't you don't have to believe me. I'm not asking you to believe I was a seal. Who told you to to believe that I was a seal? I don't blame you. You know, but but just because just because somebody just because you see somebody that's accomplished their their own dreams doesn't mean uh, it's just it's sad because. 
a lot of times I see comments like this, and it's from people who um, aren't willing to go for their dreams. And so they say, well, well, there's no way he could have done his dreams because what you're really saying is there's no way that I could do my dreams. You know, whoever's saying that, you're saying, like, I can't do my dreams. And, and that's not necessarily true. You know, you don't have to believe me. It's okay. It's no big deal. You can actually go to my merch link and see a bunch of pictures of when I was a SEAL. And uh, you can actually Google uh, my name, Jimmy Gale Watson Jr. And my DD-214, against many people's advice, is online. And all that's scratched off, I think, is my social security number. That's about it. So, there you have it. Once again, love you guys. Oh, man. Nobody values things given. Much uh, must teach skills to acquire their own things. And, you know, it's a great compliment when you think about it. When someone says stolen valor, it means, man, I'm doing a pretty good job. Or, or you know, or, man, I, I, there's no way that, could, that guy could be a SEAL because uh, there's so few of them. And, and I, there's no way I'm looking at one. There's no way I'm... This guy's talking like that with all this love and stuff to me. But the fact is, is, is here you go. But some people just won't even believe a good thing when it happens. Like the lottery hits your door. Not that I'm the lottery by any means. But what I'm saying is like something, you know, you know those type of people that, that they, they win the lottery and they're like, hey, don't ever call here again. I'm blocking you. Click. You know what I mean? It's like, no, but you won the lot. Click. No, okay. I wish I could get in shape, man. Dad body all the way. God bless you. I need some juice. Hey, it's called testosterone therapy. Uh, it doesn't have to be steroids. Steroids are bad, you know, uh, stacks and stuff like that. But but I but I always suggest to people when when you're over forty years old, you know, you take a a huge decline. And a lot of people don't realize is uh, most seals are super low in their testosterone. And uh, I know it's like me saying seals don't like to get wet, but really open up your mind. Think about that. Why wouldn't it still like to get wet? Would you um, like to do heart surgery when you're on vacation? Seals don't like to get on the beach when they're on vacation. If you were a heart surgeon, would you do heart surgery on vacation? You wouldn't want to. You would, you would if you had to, but you just don't want to. You know, it's like it's like your job all day long, you know? So weapon systems, weapons, uh, water ocean everything's been my life my, my whole life and so when people want me to get in the kitty cool kitty little pool and, and splash around i'm like can we do something else anyways you can absolutely get shape in shape you don't need steroids you don't even need therapy test therapy but it's it's best if if you have that dad body that means you're probably an older guy get on that test testosterone therapy from a, a men's clinic and and uh but get on a good workout routine and uh, high protein, low carbs, and you won't, you can't go wrong. It's about consistency. Robert Simplify, thank you so much. How tough was Navy SEAL training? About as tough as it, it possibly can get anywhere in the world. I would say hands down, SEAL training is the hardest in the world, uh, and that's kind of just a proven fact. In fact, I've met a lot of them. Um, I met CAG, uh, in British British SAS, uh, at, at British SBS is a little different because they're like the seals of them. But even them, it's it's just, you don't really have hold a, it's like holding a candle to the sun because we have a huge long line of tradition, experience and, and funding and to to, to get the, the right operators out of a huge group of guys. How much time you got at SDVs, brother? 
way more time than I do on these live sessions, and that's a long time. Hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and hours. And it's heinous. Juice head. Somebody said juice head. You know, I call I had an ex-girlfriend. Her name was Juicy. I mean, her name, that's what the name I gave her, Juicy. Uh, but Juice Head, come on. That's not nice. Those are just mean little words. Didn't you ever get past kindergarten? Doesn't it bother you that I'm saying that to you right now? Because you know it's true. And, 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 uh, and once again, people don't say these things in um, uncontrolled environments. I can't imagine more controlled environment than a penitentiary, federal penitentiary I was in, but you just are not going to ever say that. You know, it's funny how people have, um, um, go to a doctor. He'll, he'll prescribe you testosterone. I'm not even on anything right now. I'm, hey, it's no joke, but I've been on stuff, you know, my in my past, a, a lot of stuff, you know, SEALs especially. Stolen Valor, who pretend to be military, should be shunned. Uh, let's see. Conservative men don't need to lie. Okay. All right. Okay. I used to, uh, I don't think I ever fought these kind of things. I just kind of go, okay. Just because um, you didn't do your goals and dreams doesn't mean other people uh, didn't do theirs. You know? And besides, Charlie Sheen would wear these sunglasses. And and I love Charlie Sheen, and he was a real seal, right? Huh? What? If they are hating on you, you're doing it right. Man, you just hit it right on the head. If if you are um if if you're if you're doing something right in this world, you're gonna get a lot of haters. You know what I mean? You're just gonna get a lot of hating. Now they never hate to you in person, but they'll hate to you uh, behind a big old screen. Research, research. Nick, thank you so much for saying that. Yeah, research, man, because because the problem is, is you know, you know, we all, it's it's disgusting to steal valor, to for stolen valor. But the thing is, is you you have no idea that you're stealing somebody's valor. Um, I generally tell people go do some research. Come back to my page, follow me. I'll like you. I'll tell you right now. Well, I'll even talk to you about Jesus. I don't care. I really don't care. I've heard it all for years. It's old school. But but the thing is, is is uh, do your research because the problem is, is that you have no idea. You're stealing other people's valor when you say stolen valor because that's a jab at them. You know what I mean? I don't go around doing that. Even if somebody tells me a steal, I can tell this quick if you're a steal or not. I just look at you. And it's not about tattoos. It's not about any of that. Maybe, maybe I need one little prompting or something I can say. But it's not about the class number. I could easily, if somebody's claiming to be a SEAL on this level, you can research that. You can um, uh, memorize class numbers. You can't do certain things, you know. And that's what's up. But, hey, I guess it's like a, um, a compliment. It's kind of hard to understand, but it's kind of compliment when somebody says stolen valor to me. I'm like, really? I'm like, cool. Because, I mean, that must be a serious deal. And that must be a serious dude that he's stealing valor from. Listen forever. Still haven't heard hope. Come on, Jimmy. Listen forever. If you've listened forever and you haven't, if you haven't heard hope, 
and you've listened forever, I'm sorry, friend, you're lying right now. That's not possible because all I do is share hope. All I do is share hope. And I'll share hope with you tonight. I promise if you are uh, watching right now and listening, you're going to find hope here. You're going to find hope. Would you enlist again if you could? No, no. Because because I, I went through uh I went through serious like hell, you know, to 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 go through. And then the politics that I the politics that I saw as I was getting out, it was like a blessing in disguise for me to get a, a, a head brain injury. Because uh as tragic as it was for my life and my career and stuff, um it it was like what I needed because I, I hated to see where the teams was going. A uh, very political environment. Guys getting investigated. Can you imagine being in a SEAL team doing what we do, but having NCIS, the equivalent to NCIS or NCIS itself, following you around, investigating each room you went to, and drawing lines from hole to hole on the wall? Like, he shot here, and then he did that. And then what What did you see? I don't know, man. I was getting shot at, bro. Where were you? You were in the back of the train like two days ago, and now you're showing up doing a big investigation. Sorry, that's still not hope, but you'll see hope here. But that's still maybe not the hope that you're looking for. Anyways, deployed at the moment. I make sure to make time to watch your videos. Really enjoy your videos. Thank you so much. I'm honored to have you watch. Uh, super honored to have you watch from wherever you are. And uh, man, I, I hope you're keeping your head down and holding fast, man, and, and keeping it real out there, brother. You need a moderator to deal with these hating trolls. You know, I like it. Max, a taxi driver is a masterpiece. You know, every time a troll gets on, um, what happens is the, the, the algorithm mess around, blah, blah, blah. Well, what happens is it's a chance, which we've done before. I know y'all have been on here, some of you. And, and there's been trolls that actually like got on here and were like, okay, man, what's up with this guy, Jesus? Because they, they know that they can't phase me. It's it's just, in a, and uh, generally if somebody says that, they can be phased, but they know that they can't because they realize that uh, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a mighty force here, man, to, to, be, to reckon with when, when you're coming at uh, someone who has dealt with all this for years, for all kinds of stuff. All these haters are obviously squares who have never been in a scrap. We could tell... Who's the real deal? Thank you, my brother, for saying that. Touch point. I need a tattoo idea, bro. I got one for you, man. I know you love Oklahoma, so why don't you get Texas on your forehead, dog? I'm a seal. I'm a seal. Okay, man. Right on. That's cool. Right on. See, I'm not saying stolen valor because I don't know you. Punch point. Now, see, I like that. I like what you just said. But let's not make it happen again, okay? Let's not make a, a habit of that. It's touch point, okay, but but it's okay. It's okay. We 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 work around it. I like it. It's kind of strange. I don't know. If, you know, sometimes these late nights, people drinking, hustle so hard that your haters ask if you're hiring touch point. What's up, boy? Yeah, what's up? You know, uh, my future is so bright on house arrest that I gotta wear these touch point shades. These are the all American mandates, man. These are the all American mandates I'm wearing. Go to my merch link. You'll see them. You'll see them. Order some Touchpoint shirts. Whatever. Anyways. Hey, Frogman. Why are you doing this? What do you get out of it? 
Great question. Listen, when I help people, okay, see the truth and see the light, okay, I usually say see the light from my eyes, but when I when when I help, when I'm able to help someone, because a lot of a lot of uh, people actually message me. And then, yeah, I love Macho Randy. Oh, come on, Macho Rand, man, Randy Savage. When when people message me, and then and then they tell me something like this. Let me tell you what I get out of this. Somebody the other day, uh, uh, a few weeks ago by now, they said, "Listen, man, I was about to commit suicide. Okay, I was about to kill myself. I was angry at TikTok. I threw it across the floor. I'm about to pick my gun up. This is the truth." This is the truth. Here it goes. I was about to pick up my gun. I threw TikTok on the ground, you know, angry, about to blast myself. I see you're, it lands upside down like this with, with the screen up, and you're on the live. You just appear on the live, Jimmy, and you're talking about Jesus, and you said something he said. It wasn't necessarily about Jesus. It, he said, you said something so funny. I haven't laughed in that long for so long. And he goes, that's what made me put the gun down and start listening to you. And I tell you, he's a changed man forever. I've had other people say, hey, man, I stopped the alcohol. I stopped drinking and smoking cigarettes since I've been watching you, but I just want to let you know that. Another guy said, Jim, Jimmy, one day, and I, and I haven't had this happen a lot, but this guy says, Jimmy, I was in my living room. I was so down and out. I want to kill myself. He said, Jesus literally stepped in the room when, when I saw your life. That, to me, is worth every single pain and suffering that I have been through, you know, and it's Jesus. If I do something, and, and, and you'll know it because you won't get anything out of it. If I do anything, if I make a video and it's not impactful, okay, it was from Jimmy, and, and that's why it was disastrous and terrible. If I do something and your heart is linebacker tackled by the Holy Spirit, by Jesus himself, with his compassion and great love to say that he showed me only so that I could do this to you. One being his merciful con, mer mercy and loving kindness. The other thing, him literally rescuing me. Like, Jimmy, you're done. You're in solitary confinement in Texas Federal Penitentiary until you behave. Spit up on house arrest, okay? $10 million bill. bill. Five million and five million for my parents. I have to live with my favorite parents. Who does? Who, who has to do that? You know, at 40 years old in this situation. Karate kick. That's my uh, ankle bracelet. But w when I hear someone say that Jesus come into their room, okay, it makes my heart soar like an eagle. I had a TikTok before all this, okay. Uh, you you can't have you can't have social media on seals. I know that's hard to believe with all the books and crazy stuff, but you can't have social media in the seals. It's hard to believe. But when I got out of the seals, okay, I get this TikTok when I'm doing Muay Thai. I'm doing Muay Thai in Thailand. I'm living in Thailand doing Muay Thai. No, this ain't John Rambo. This is reality, okay? I'm doing Muay Thai, right? I'm watching snakes come out. I'm catching snakes. What's up? What's up? Ah, ah. You don't throw them. Okay, that didn't happen. But you get it. I'm in Muay Thai with my, my Russian girlfriend, okay? And I'm like, she's like, who did it? Why he do it? I'm like, I don't understand it. Whatever, though, okay? But... You ought to see the first time she ever ate popcorn. That's the difference between Americanism and communism. Americanism and socialism. Who cares what social and communism, same thing. She never had popcorn before. You ain't never seen so many kernels of popcorn laying around her uh, while she watched a movie. 
while we watch Chernobyl. By the way, another reason Americanism and communism. If you ain't seen Chernobyl, the documentary, you'd be laughing right now if you did. So let me tell you something. It's important you realize the magnitude of what Jesus did in my life so that I can do this. This is wind beneath my wings, like an eagle flying over the Grand Canyon. I'm on house arrest. If I can be like this and set free by Jesus, then what what can he do for you right now through the screen? Forget the glasses. Don't judge that, okay? Don't judge that. We're all posers, okay? We're all posers. Uh, I'm not talking about women. I don't dare speak about women or even think about speaking through them because it's not possible to. They will, they will, you know what the pregnant does after the, the mating thing? They turn around and bite the head off the male, okay? And then they put you on house arrest without a head. It's no joke. There was a chicken that, that, that lived for, without a head for about a year or so. This, this is the no joke. And so that's what happens when, when, you know, that's why you don't mess around. That's why I don't mess around with women because, because I don't speak to them because that would be so stupid because I'm just a lion on house arrest. Just a lion on house arrest. And so here I am. And uh, Jesus saved my life. And he told me I was going to be a lighthouse. God bless you so much. I'm going to stop rambling on. Okay? But that's the reason why. I. That's what I get out of this. Okay? And yes, it gets old. People saying stolen valor or this or this. It's, it doesn't really faze me. It's just kind of just like I wish we could get past certain things so we could talk about Jesus. I really do. Or, or, or we could talk about it. The epicness that he has to provide. Some people shy away from Jesus. Hey, man, don't shy away. Don't ever shy away and bat away the lifesaver that's getting thrown at you while you're drowning. You know, there's a lot of people that are drowning out there. God bless you, too. Thank you so much. Amen. Elizabeth, thank you so much, sweetheart. Look, I'm not on drugs. You know, fastest way to get into the seals Mexican soldier here. Hey, what's up, compadre? Uh, I, I would say, um, uh, what was your, uh, you said fast way to get to the seals. Mexican soldier here. Well, um, go to the Navy recruiter. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Go to the Navy recruiter. You know, thank you so much. What would you run um, on an AR-10 or uh, 15? Uh, can you specify what you mean? What would I run on it? Like glass? Like glass? Or like, hey, I like iron sides, for real. I know that's old school, but let me tell you, you have some backup irons with an ACOG or aim point. Make sure you got some batteries in that piece. You don't want to be caught, you know, when you raise your, your, your primary and you don't see a, um, you don't see your loom there, your loom dot, your red dot, you forgot to turn it on. And in a combat situation, that's bad. If you have a fixed front sight, now you can, you now you can still uh, operate and be effective. And what, what it's not about saving your own life. We need to stop thinking in those terms. It's about saving your buddy's life, saving your 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 brother's, your sister's life, your fellow teammate. That's what it's about, brother. I need t-shirts, glasses, stacks, operator. Thank you so much. Go to my merch link. You can pre-order all the Touchpoint shirts you want. Hey, we got a Touchpoint army here. It's no joke. The Mighty Warrior Spirit is within you and me. And and you got my top 
my top sunglasses are there too. My, my, all my top sunglasses that I picked are on the merch link. You can get them there. God bless you. Hey, man, you worked all day. I saw you, brother. I see you. I see you. Co-witness. Okay. Work today. Your lives are a blessing. Thank you, brother, for showing up. I appreciate you. I've been married twice, and I know nothing. Nick, man, you know everything, bro. It seems like you know everything. Your lives are awesome, bro. I appreciate you. What is touch point? Question mark? Question mark. Question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark. Snap into a Slim Jim. Let me tell you something. Man, I got kind of dizzy. Whoa. But listen to me. Touch point is, is, is what you go to in your emergency. For some people like Nick, it's lipstick. Okay? For others, it's their side piece, their 90210 piece. You know, but when I say 90210 piece, it doesn't have to be your secondary. This don't have to be a pistol. That's just an analogy I use because all I know is the teams and military, okay, for a long time. So I use a lot of analogies and stuff, as you know. Okay. Why are you out of breath? Because I just went like this. Touch point. Touch point. Touch point. Man, I get dizzy now. The older you get, the more like dizzy you get. Like like I used to could do that for a million times and drink doing it. But now I'm like, whoa, whoa. That's why I'm breathing. Or it could be this 100 pounds of dense muscle. Uh, not that I have, but the, that the camera adds. And you all know that the camera adds 100 pounds of dense muscle, lean muscle. And it adds like six inches to your shoulders width. You know, that's why I don't fill up the camera. Because my camera, you got to have a, it's weird. The lens does that. Just said America don't have this warrior on the front. Just sad. America don't have this warrior on the front lines anymore. It is sad. You know, and I was kind of drove enough, man. I don't want to get into it because it sounds like I'm complaining. But y'all need to know that that me and a lot of other like straight up hardcore warriors were pushed out of the Navy. I had a traumatic brain injury. I could have fought it longer, probably instructor, but not not deployable. I joined to deploy. That was over for me, but a lot of SEALs, man, a lot of great, great SEALs got cold out of the herd. It's like going and get your best sheepdogs and taking them out, and then the wolves come in and hit the sheep. It's crazy. What's up, SEAL? What's going on? What's this? Why, uh, why are you always talking about touch points? Also, do you do private lessons? Uh, I don't do private lessons, but I'll tell you all you need to know in this life. Well, yeah, I would say because of Jesus, all you need to know in, in this life is on those videos. Straight up, straight up. You know, you, 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 want, you want no more anxiety? Watch my videos. You want um, to get off drugs? Watch my videos. You need help getting off drugs? While you're coming down off drugs, like several people have emailed me, watch my videos. You know, you want tactics? With a little, with a good way to learn the tactics without just going, oh my gosh, this is so boring. A, th a three minute video. Thank you for saying you love the shirt. He is greater than I. But see, man, I don't even know what the greater, greater, less than symbol is. You know what I'm saying? But I just know that this means he is greater than I. Okay? Don't ask me what a pronoun is. Okay, but I know what singular and plural means because my ex-girlfriend, Russian, used to say, try being in my shoe. I said, try being in my shoe. It's try being in my shoes. Plural. You almost look like Hulk. Thank you so much. 
what is your optic to go to? Man, I'm getting a lot of these um, uh, questions tonight about optics. Night force uh, for for uh, as a sniper, you know. Um, I mean, they're not the best, but uh, definitely uh, if you can afford it, a night force. You're probably talking about ARs. Do you have a YouTube channel I can watch? Yeah, if you go to, uh, just go to tellmystory.io. If you go to my front page, you'll see the merch link. You can order t-shirts. You can get the sunglasses. Or you can go to tellmystory.io, the other link. You may have to type it in, but I think it's the link there, tellmystory.io. And you can see um, the old shirts there. And you can also see the YouTube channel, okay? I, you know, I'm just not good at social media, so I don't even go, well, go to my channel. Shut! Pop, twist, and squeeze. I'm talking to myself. Let's do some Muay Thai sparring. Well, I would, but I don't want to visit you in the hospital too much, okay? I, I got a lot of things on my hand. So it's hard because I got the, the um, like, a bunch of people I reach out to and stuff. And I, I just don't have a lot of time to visit, do visitations outside of my house. Thank you, though. Let the, let the, what the, who? Love your mentality, brother. You helped me through a lot so far. Thank you so much. Lifestyle, thank you very much. Red dots on pistols? No, never. Don't put any optics on your pistol. That's your secondary side piece, 90210 piece. Look, if your primary fails, okay, that's okay. That's, that's perfectly fine. That's like being decompressed as a seal. You're going to get injured. You're going to get dive injured. You may die. That's just what you do. You, go, you don't go to the seals to live. You know what I'm saying? You, you know what I mean? The seals are one body. You take off an arm, you hurt all the team. Okay? Stay in the fight. Here's the deal, though. Is if your primary goes down and you go to your 90210 piece, right? And then you pull it up and your sight's all jacked up, you're done. You got to have a clean, open field, you know, a fire. And all that matters on a pistol is your front sight. Forget those back sights. You don't need them. Stop, stop focusing on those back sights. Start looking at your front sight. If your front sight is straight up, like lined up, it doesn't matter if it's high or low. You know, it doesn't matter if I can it like this. I could, I could gangster it like this. If you do gangster it with one arm, you need to put your hand right here to balance. If you're shot in your arm and you're hanging like this, you're not going to be doing really great shooting because you're going, you're going to be going, ah! But, but then you want to cant this hand if you can. Cant it slightly. Uh, your front sight post can be sideways, crooked, anywhere. But if it's in line and you're pulling straight back on the trigger because you've watched my videos and you're, you don't have a death grip and you're... Pulling straight back like this, I got big hands, and you don't have a death grip, then you're gonna you're gonna put rounds on target every time. No, so no red dots on pistols. Okay, how did McAfee change you? Well, um, he was like a father to me, and it really hurt me when I heard that he died. If he did in fact die, but I think he was probably murdered. Take a look to the sky. Okay. All is coming to a stage near you soon. I like that. I like your attitude. How much longer are you in house arrest? I don't know yet. Hey, sweet B, I appreciate your message. Okay, I appreciate all your support. Nacho1776, I like your name, my friend. I like Nachos and I like 1776. Um, thank you, Jimmy. I hate optics on carry guns. It's, it's just not smart. 
You, in fact, if you got an optic on a on a on a side piece, uh, if it's a collectible or something weird, you got some weird kind of fantasies going on, then you can keep it on there. Thank you, Jimmy. Yeah, where uh, where in Texas do you stay? Fort Worth here. I'm in Fort Worth too, brother. Ferry uh, fornication just dropped. Just dropping by to say hey. What? Just dropping by. We used to be friends. You used to hang out with me all day long. Let me hang out in your house, you know, uh, and it was wonderful. Now we just stopping by. I'm just kidding, bro. I get it totally. Where's everybody from? How about a shout out? Give me a shout out. What's up, Seal? What we got seals on here? Let me know. You know I give you a shout out. Yeah, you know, and I'm not even gonna ask. I'm not even gonna say stolen valor because <laughs> I because I get it and it sucks. You are my hero. Cincinnati, Florida. Who Owasso, Oklahoma. I'm so sorry to hear that. What's up from t Texas? I was, yes, sir. Hey, man. Spot on, frog man. I got you. I see you. Oklahoma. Sorry to hear that. Southern California. Seal, I got you. Chicago. Upstate New York. Dearborn, Michigan. Wow. That's awesome. I've heard of that place. San Diego, New Orleans, Mississippi. Nebraska. Remember me. De decompression chamber question guy. I love you. Man, I love you, man. I, I've never heard of that state. Decompression chamber question guy. But I had somebody say they were inside my wall the other night. I was like, well, you didn't bring some box wine in you. Because if so, I'm going to punch a hole in that wall. And I'm just kidding. I love that decompression chamber question guy. Because those kind of questions, I love like I love any kind of questions about SEALs, leadership, uh, anything, anything you want. Following, hey. To be the best leader, you got to follow. I plagiarized that from Jesus. So did everybody else. Puerto Rico. Starfish. Starfish. Where is that from? Starfish. Where, starfish. Where, where have I seen you before? Dude, please do leadership. I will. <laughs> leadership. I love you, man. He said, dude, please do leadership. Okay. And with one word. I've never seen it spelled like that. But I have seen some leadership for sure, one hundred percent. The stars, baby, the stars. Puerto Rico. I want to go to Puerto Rico, man. I, you're not supposed to be covetous. You're not supposed to be coveted, covet, covetous, covetous. I don't. I don't I, Mike Tyson. What? You're not supposed to envy and all that stuff. But I'll tell you, I was looking at some pictures today. Yo, yo, big Jim, white boy from the what? White boy from the. First state, Delaware. Hey, nice to meet you. Weatherford, Texas. I know where Weatherford is, son. That's not too far away, like an hour away from me. Did you stay at the federal prison over here off 20? Or was it another? Yeah, most likely. That sounds about right. I wouldn't know. I was inside it on lockdown 24-7. Back to the hotel. And then I walked out slow motion. What's up, touch and all the guards were like, touch boy. By the time I left the prison, everybody was like, touch boy, touch boy, touch boy. What do you want to know about me? Gambizi, what's up? Gambizi knows what's up. He does some fine artwork. He does some amazing things. From Louisiana, my bro. How were the, what? How were the girls in Medellin? I wouldn't know nothing about that, player. Okay, I was too coked up out of my mind, son. Actually, I remember everything. But uh, that's the old dead me. 
And uh, I felt real sorry for the girls, actually, admitting, to be truthful with you, I felt real sorry for them. You know, there's a lot of terrible things going on in this world, my friend. I was in, I was in the SEAL teams at the same time as uh, Chris Cowell, so yes. Um, not, I, I didn't work with him, though. Starfish, love you. Set point push. Set point push. Tennessee, brother, that tattoo on your neck, is that just white ink? No, it's my my um girl's uh uh my 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 ex girl's lips. I had them carterized off. It looked like Dracula kissed me afterwards. There are these beautiful, juicy red lips. It's cool when you're doing Muay Thai in Thailand when you got your shirt off, banging it out. What's up? What's up? What's up? And then all of a sudden, though, you come back home. And people are like, what's up, man? And you're like, dude, I swear I wasn't at a party last night. It looked so bad. And it was high. You can't cover that. And um, I guess I stayed longer than I thought. Most people do. Some people come up here and they're mesmerized uh, by this thing. And they have to ask me. And, and I think a lot of people think, well, don't say anything. It's an AK-47 round. If I was a, If I was a... More of a poser than I already am, then then definitely I would say it's an AK-47. But it's not. It's not. It's cauterized. Okay? It's cauterization, girl. What do you think is the most important leadership trait? The 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 uh, most important leadership trait, uh, hands down, is humility. Humility. In fact, the more humble you are, the more I fear you. The less humble you are and the more like, I've come up in here to change everything. I came from SEAL Team, blah, 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 blah. Shut up. And you, people will actually say that to you. I've, I've, I've actually seen a Master Chief get up there and say, this is our... And somebody was like, suck your belly in, homie. And shut up. It was like, oh my God. I was like, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. You know, that, that's how bad it is. And so, so just think next time you do that as a leader... Somebody saying that, they're, they're not yelling it like my homeboy, Brett Merrihue, who, who died because he was absolutely nuts and he could get away with it, but they're, they're yelling that in their head. So, so, when you, so when you take a leadership role, the best thing you could ever do is bullets, ba beads, and band-aids. You come in there and you say, listen, check it out. Um, I know y'all don't know me. My name is Jimmy Watson. Okay, I've been brought in by another group uh, to... To, uh, um, to, to be your boss, to be your new boss. But, but check it out. I want to be a fellow brother to you and teammate. And I, and I come in here humbly, ready to learn from you. And uh, I want to promise you three things. I want to promise you action and that you're going to get to kick indoors because all the sled dogs want to kick indoors. And then, and then guys are going to be like, hold up. What's up, dude? Who's this guy? All right, because they were joking around before like, man, shut up, this guy, man. And I'm like, listen, 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 listen. And, uh, and and then I want to promise you uh, that you're going to get uh, plenty of chow whenever you want. As much as, 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 if you're eating, I'm not eating. Okay? If you're eating, I'm waiting like this. Until all my boys eat, and then I'm going to get some chow. And then you promise them, it's rest as much. You're going to rest more than me. I'm, that may only be one hour a night, because we're doing ops. Bang, 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 bang. Two hours later, bang, 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 bang. Two months later, bang, bang, bang. But you're going to get more sleep than me. You're going to get more child than me. And you're going to get work because the boys want to work. You apply those methods instantaneously. They're going to like you. However, there's going to be two or three guys that test you right off the bat. 
And they're going to be just like, let's test this mofo. I don't care about beans, bullets, and band-aids, homie. And then you're going to be like, I, I got you, I got you, dog. And you take the most, the one who thinks he's the most incredible, but that pushes your limits and you say, you're fired. And they're saying, you can't do that. I say, I already just did. Before you even said that, you, you just got fired. Step down. And then you pull in the guy that was least expecting, but the most humble that you know can actually get the job done and put him in charge. And people are going to be like, don't mess with that guy. It's called window or aisle in my book. In Iraq, Afghanistan, window or aisle. If you mess up, it's like window or aisle. That means, do you want the window seat or the aisle seat? At least you got that option going back home. That's what you do as a leader. You ain't read that in any book. Louisiana, Louisiana mole decompression leadership. <laughs> That's great. I like that. What's with the hex shirt? It's he is greater than I, but but the camera adds about a hundred pounds of dense muscle, and so it stretches it all the way across my body. So it's actually he is greater than I. So, so my bad. Sorry about that. Why do you stutter when you think this fast? It, you have to stutter so people like you can understand me. Next! You want to be a little bit more humble than I just was as a leader. However, I'm out now. I'm not doing any leadership positions. Okay? Thank you for that great comment. Well, when you... You know, my ex-girlfriend, you say, why do you stutter? I said, baby, be, 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 because I love, 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 love you. Juiciness, juiciness, juiciness. That's what the F I'm saying. <laughs> brother, were you actually a Navy SEAL? Yes, I was, brother. How do you resist temptations? Well, like Charlie Sheen does. You know what I'm saying? Just kidding. That's a joke. That's a joke. But because I was like Charlie Sheen back in the day, and no, I, I know he wasn't a SEAL. <laughs> but here's the deal. You have, thank you for those, thank you for all that. Thank you. Scar sucks. Thank you. I stutter too, but just say I'm beatboxing. Yeah, man, we got to just say we're beatboxing. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I mean, come on. If you're just paying attention to words, you're not really listening. And I need you to listen right now. 0811, love the knowledge. Damn. I know Nacho 1776 is like, damn. Damn, son. What's up? Nope. Nope. Nope to what? You love. Okay. Tell us about okay. Tell us about your most embarrassing moment. I know I love this now. People are getting bold. They're just like, okay, this guy don't care. Let's talk about his most embarrassing moment as a SEAL or a Marine or a funny story. Love him. Well, I actually um I got my you know what caught in a belt center. Now I may lose some of you. This person said, I stutter. I just say I'm president. I know I almost said that, but I didn't want to be rude. I really didn't. I almost, I thought of that. I was like, don't say that, Jimmy. Don't say that. Um, Yeah, I did get my, yes, I'm a seal. But hey, check out my page, okay? Um, it just, I'm not asking you to believe me. Just go to my page and watch the videos. You'll see. What's up? What? The F a bell center, Daniel. Yes, a bell center. It really happened. Okay, Starbucks. 
You're Jimmy too? Starbuck, I'm Jimmy too. Are you Jimmy? Three? It's okay, I got you. Somebody said, it's okay, I got you. Hey, listen. Yeah, I got my I got my penis caught in a belt sander. Uh, and uh, I'll, I'll try to prove it to you, but I don't really care either about that anymore. But the um, rate of pain, well, the pain wasn't significant at first because you know how, um, you have you ever seen Oprah Winfrey where the guy, uh, a tree falls on his legs and and he he has to, I, I saw this when I was a kid. I saw a guy where he's a lumberjack, and a tree falls on his legs, and he's forced to cut his legs off with a chainsaw. The chainsaw uh, uh, runs out of gas, okay, and so he has to do the rest of the job with a dull knife. They have the dull knife. I'm a little kid. I'm watching this, and I always wondered how in the world can a fox chew off their own leg in a trap. Okay, and get this, I'm looking down in 2013, okay, 2013, 2013, my penis is caught in a belt center, okay, and, and I look down and I know now how a fox chews his own leg off, because you will do anything in the world to get your, um, your whatever, out of the whatever. I'll just tell you that much right now. I stretched it and stretched it. You've seen a mouse go through a door crack. You've seen Laffy Taffy out of the package and stretched them all. That's what happened to me. One seal was like, bro, you know, he goes, how, how'd you get your, your penis caught in a bill center, bro? <laughs> he laughed. I said, listen, man. I said, you'll never know, bro. You'll never know. And everybody busts out laughing on him. What's up? Did you chew it off? No, my tookie did, though. Next question. I had mice do that in a glue trap at Lowe's. It's the same dang thing. It's the same dang thing. Thank you for that uh, word of knowledge. Are you done with house rest? No. Would a better leader beat a challenge with a hard flex? What? Would a better leader meet a challenge with a... Thank you for all those... What's up? It's raining money in here. Cheese. It looked like cheese, actually, for a mouse. Uh, Jimmy... Go to bed, brother. Why? You don't like... I mean, listen, I'm not going to get in the bed so that you can take me to bed with you in your hands, okay? I don't play that game no more, okay? I'm not going to fall for that trick anymore, brother. You know, just because... Jimmy, go to bed because I'm getting in bed with my phone. Nah, bro. Th don't play that game, son. What's up? <laughs> Did you chew it off? No. Is Ship going to the moon? Is Ship going to the moon? Pocket knife or harmonica? Whew. It depends if you can sharpen the harmonica like in prison, you know, you just you rub it on the ground a bunch of times on the concrete. Love you too. Love you too. Basically, the story is I got it out, okay? You have two pontoons that run along the side of your, your squeezy, okay? Um, and those two those two pontoons were flattened like a piece of paper. But the, the urethra was crushed, completely crushed. And I had to get urethroplasty surgery with 40 stitches inside out. Most men would get about, I'd say, 5, 10 stitches. Okay, next question. Is it a metaphor? No, that's not a metaphor. I promise you that. You're a lot tougher than me. Nick, don't ever say that, man. You know you're tougher than me, son. Do you miss? What's up? Tell us about the first time you knew Jesus was with you. Oh. Uh, 
Um, Bill Weenies, come on. Is it crooked? Let me tell you something. <laughs> so, before it happened, and I'm just going to do, I'm just going to tell you this straight up. Mary Hugh and Lewis uh, died holding their breath. My cousin told us about it. He was at the pool. Yeah. Yeah, they did. They did, brother. And they died like G's. They died saving each other. Big story there. And and more epic than you could possibly imagine. Uh, if you know what it took to do that. So anyways, um, my it was it was it was hanging to the left before the belt center accident. After the belt center accident, it's hanging to the right. After the uh, urethroplasty surgery, I put my glass on for this. It's perfectly straight and an inch longer. My wife comes up and she says, "Thank God we can finally procreate." And I'm like. The heck does that mean? We can finally, we can finally, what, what, huh? And then a month later, and then I'm like, oh man, it was worth it. Thank God, I finally have something. You know, it's finally three inches average. And, and then it shrinks back one month later. 30 days later, it shrinks back. So it was worth it? And then it became not worth it. Hey, it's straight. But who cares about that? Yeah. Bro, give her that a squeeze, squeezy, my cheesy breezy. Hey, that's what happens, okay? From And so I can't, sorry, I would. I want to talk about Jesus being in my life. And, and uh, he was there during this. So it doesn't, it's not like I'm, I'm like doing it, saying anything wrong. I'm, I'm being truthful with you. Um. Would a better leader meet a challenge with a hard flex or an invitation to a private confrontation? Um, uh, you know, th this is this is risky business, okay? Because if you do a hard flex, you risk a lot. You risk a lot because you risk your butt getting beat by some homeboy. You know, um, a private confrontation um, kind of shows some weakness. But it just depends on who you're around. Now, um, I would say in this instant, you're going to have to hard flex on somebody. Like, like if somebody calls you out in front of everyone, then you do you have to do a, a hard flex on that for sure, 100%. Or uh, um, because if you just stand there, I can only speak for the SEAL teams. And, and I, I would say a hard flex is 100% necessary. Because then you'll lose the respect of all your men, no matter what you do. So you have to do a hard flex on that one. Sorry. Uh, if you're not in a leadership position, uh, soft flex is okay. Or you know. Uh, but that is highly, highly uh, unprofessional of that other person. And if you're, but if you're in a, if you're in a, um, if you're in an officer position, never hard flex. You just kind of look at them like. And then walk away. You do one of these. You just go. And then walk away. Like, you know, you know, one of those and walk away. Because because your chief or whoever it is below you, the hard hitters, are, are going to take care of business. Jimmy, when you say hard flex, are you still referring to the Sander incident? Or am I trying to? You know dang well what I'm talking about. Come on. 
We back on the belt center incident. I'm trying to sleep at night, man. I got to sleep at night still, okay? I, I So I can't just go into these things, just, just completely delve into them. I'm going to have my PTSD come back, okay? And the PTSD is not about the belt center. You know what it's about. Soft flex or hard flex. Some people can't come on. Favorite Bible verse, Mason. Uh, I have a favorite Bible chapter. It's Psalms 40. It's he heard my cry. He inclined his ear. He heard my cry. He lifted me out of a horrible pit. He brought me out of the miry clay. He placed my feet upon a rock. The song actually says on the rock to stay, but it's actually he put my feet upon a rock and put a new song in my mouth. And that's exactly what he will do to you. Have you ever wanted to sing a new song? Have you ever got a song stuck in your head so bad and you're just like, oh, why won't this go away? That's like a bad, that's like a bad nightmare, like a bad episode in your life, you know? Five, five, favorite MRE is the five finger of death. Jimmy, you showed us that change is possible. Do you feel like a kid again? Hey, man, I never grew up, brother. Jimmy, you showed us that. Okay, do you feel like a kid again, always being at home? Yeah, you know, I revert to my old ways. I'm like, Mom! Me love. Touch boy. Jimmy, do you take a lot of naps since you are grounded? And if so, how do you get grounded? Um, this is a really great, serious question. I take naps because, um, I don't have any assistance from pills or anything or, or medication or anything. So, so I'll, I'll go to take a nap maybe once a day, like a lion. Lions take naps under trees. It's okay. When you're 40, you'll take a nap here and there. But, but you know, but every time I lay down often, Hey, what's up, my friend, Jimmy. Love you, bro. While I'm on house arrest, man, I, I'm in house arrest uh, in connection with John McAfee crimes. If you want to look me up, um, you can, but but just go to my page. You'll see a lot of videos about that stuff. I really appreciate you joining right now. And I, and yeah, that's a great idea. Spray paint camo video. I'm serious. That's great. Does physical size relate to leadership on any way? Alpha AF. Uh, no, it doesn't. It has nothing to do with, with leadership. Uh, you could be, in case of point, Napoleon. You, you, don't, you, know, you could be an extremely intimidating human being, uh, but it has to fit your persona in leadership. It, have to, it has to fit your leadership persona. And what I mean by that is like I couldn't be like this super quiet leader. Okay, but my chief, he was really small guy. But he just was like hard as nails, and you just didn't cross him. You didn't even say one word because he had this look like, you know, but me, I tend to like kind of puff my chest out more like, what's up, bro? You know, like flex around, like him hauling around, you know. But, you know, you know, so, so you have to be you. You can be the most powerful leader in the world, but, you, but you're going to have to be you. And that goes for everybody. When, when you go after your dream, when, when you go after leadership positions, don't ever, ever, ever try to make to mold yourself into the last leader. Like even if that last leader was amazing, you'll never be able to fit his shoe, as my ex-girlfriend used to say. 
You're going to have to fit into your own shoe. You're going to have to do your own thing. You're going to have to make your own way. And now your leadership style may be like his, but it won't be identical. And you're you're really going to have to you're you're really going to have to uh, be you. That's the biggest. That's the most greatest advice I ever have have received and, and understood throughout the years is be you, because there's no one like you. There is no one like you in this world. There's not one person like you. And this ain't just like some little Christmas uh, fairy tale about a snowflake outside. There's no, there's no other thing like a snowflake. Man, what? What I'm talking about is your fingerprints, your eyes to your head, especially my head. There's, you know, there's no other person like you. So be you and stop being like other people, trying to be like somebody else. You know? Who is the most solid seal you ever met and what made him solid? Well, the most solid, most baddest seal I've ever met was this white albino male seal and that belonged in SeaWorld, but he did the torpedo dive bomb and went across the harbor and bit my friend in the face. That's the real seal because he was a real like fins. He had flippers and everything and would just take your face. He, he could take your head and just pop it like this with one slap of his fins. Other than that, uh, the real heroes are dead. The real heroes don't come back from war. We need to stop glamorizing these onesie twosies guys. Whoa, you're so amazing. You should man, no. The real amazing dudes are, are are dead. They didn't come back. Those are the real heroes. Jocko's a hardcore dude. I like him. He's awesome. He's amazing. Would you protect Trump? Uh I mean if I no, because I'm not the CIA, son. I march to the beat of my own drum. Right on. Hey, if you march to the beat of your own drum, you are well on your way to success. In a way, in a way. Now, if you're not putting Jesus before it all, it's just going to crash. And I mean, I'm talking the cymbals, the tom-toms, the snare, and everything is going to crash all at once. What? Goggins... I don't know why people get in this. 800 per day. 800 per day? Okay. Yes, I would go Trump. Trump sport. I would go uh, protecting. <laughs> no. You know, uh, um, protecting Trump would be no big deal. I mean, it would be hard. He, he, he What I mean is, is it would be a huge deal, but I could do it, but it would be very, very, very strenuous job. He said he did like four or five uh, rallies in one day. You know what I'm saying? I'm good to get a live session. I'm like, I'm out, son. You know, pop a twist. You know, pull the, pull, pull the emergency cord. And he's doing four or five rallies a day. What's the story behind how you found Jesus? Mason, thank you so much. Ty, I want to go camping with you, man. Come grab me, bro. Not necessarily right now. We both go to the pen, but, but come grab me when I'm off this squeezy, bro. We'll go camping wherever you want to go. Joshua Tree. I know you're up in California. He has dragon energy. I am a dragon son. Bah! Jimmy, do you ever, ever leave the house on house rest? Haircut or your B-day, etc. Man, what are you trying to say? I need to go get a haircut, son. Um, I, I, uh, I do leave on very special occasions, okay? Um, uh, if I want to for religious stuff, like if I want to go see my grandma at church, I could go do that. Someone needs to organize 
a house party, a house arrest party. I agree with that. You, you're my best friend. I love you. Bulls on parade. Down, 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 down. Did you believe in Jesus before war or after? Look, I always believe in... Ty, come on, man. I can't read that out loud, son. You know I get in trouble. Listen, um, did you know that uh, I, I believed in Jesus and God my whole life? I don't remember being introduced to him as a little kid. I can remember praying in the shower. My mom and dad remember me like talking to Jesus when I was real little in the bed and stuff. But and then I punched my dad in the eye. It was crazy. He tried to pray for me. I was like, what's up? And, and I mean, then my brother punched him in his eye, his other eye. I mean, he had two black eyes. Um, I or after I always believed in come on, man. I can't read that out loud. And trouble did you know? No, I can't leave for a haircut. I'm dead serious with you. If I wasn't, I would tell you. Dead serious with you. Can't leave for a haircut. <laughs> leave for a haircut? I'm on $10 million bond. Okay? This ain't no joke, bro. This ain't no joke. Winter warfare training consists of what? Splashing yourself into some really nice cold water and then doing rewarming drills in your cami, soaking wet. Try to do that. I will cut it. Christy, thank you. Jesus is the only way. You're a solid dude, Jimmy. Can you have visitors? Ty, I can make his uh I can make a conjugal visit, dog. Come on over, homie, with some box on. What's up? Just kidding, Ty. That's a joke, bro. That is a joke, everyone. But what I mean is this. I don't know what that means. Okay, I told my parole officer that. They said, Do you have any idea what that means, Jimmy? Do you have any idea what that means? I said, nah, what's up? Anyways, hang tough, my bro. Thank you. No box wine intentions. Who hurt you? Are you okay? I've been hurt my whole life. Haven't you? Haven't you? Listen, you will go store, store crazy, but you're, you'll be amazed how incredibly resilient you are and how you can, you can make it happen, you know? You can make it happen. It's all about routine, you know? You're 22. You're small and quiet. Going to be high up in leadership on five-year plan now. Going to flex on Dima. Okay, that's awesome. Let, let me tell you something though. Um, I keep on going. I keep on getting sidetracked from the Jesus thing, but that's okay. Sometimes, sometimes we just gotta do like a campfire talk, you know. And that's what this is. Um, he said, "Come on over with some box wine, man." What? Oh, I love you, Devil Dog says you are the Ric Flair. You had me at Ric Flair of Warriors. You had me at Ric Flair. Let me tell you something. Um, I always believed in Jesus and God. And then, and then I started veering away. I never blamed him. And it's okay if you have blamed him. Everything is forgivable. Everything is, 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 can, be, can be completely washed away. Okay? But in my thing, I never blamed him. I always felt like I was the one responsible for all my mess-ups, all my terrible mess-ups. But at the end of the day... Um, I realized that Jesus had been with me all along. And I can only say that to you right now in total, absolute truth. Because this guy would not be talking to you otherwise. You know, I had a TikTok. Social media you can't have in the seals, believe it or not. But when I got out, I tried it in Muay Thai. When I had Muay Thai, I had six followers. Two of them were me and one of them was my mom. Okay? All right? I, I wasn't good at it. I didn't do it at all. 
because I wasn't being me, but also I believe that Jesus absolutely came in. I know he did. It's more real than me and you talking right now. He came in and literally changed my life and restored my heart. Totally new. Um, and I, the experience that I had at Operation Restored Warrior, uh, if you're a veteran out there, uh, even if you're not a veteran, they, they have taken people that are not veterans. Uh, let me tell you something. Operation Restored Warrior, honey badge squeezy. Operation Restored Warrior saved my life. And, and I mean from the dredges of, of hell. Uh, I mean, you're looking at a, a different man, you know. High port or low port, which do you think is better? Absolutely high port. I was so used to low port in the Marines. But think about it. If you're a low port, you come across in a room, through a hallway, through a room or whatever, your, your weapon can be grabbed. You can't put your weapon up fast enough. Somebody can grab it, right? But when you're high port, I can come down on you like this. I can come down on you like this. I can come down on you like this, okay? And ho hopefully it's not three times or you want to be live afterwards. But I can come down on you like this. I can't come up on you like this. Big difference. That High port is really dangerous. Uh, that's why SEALs do it because it, it, it's really efficient, but we do extreme amount of training in high port. And when we, we say high port, we, our, our barrel is up here by our head, okay? And if it just cants a little bit, you get a lot of trouble and beat down, senseless. And it happens over a period of years. And so so high port is key. Uh, you can do a modified high port like this, you know, going in a room. And then you punch out and you, and you squeeze like this. Punch out, squeeze, like every time. So you're like this and you're like that. You don't want to go like this because you'll get caught up in stuff. But you, you go... And pull in like that, like this. So you're so you're up high port, high super high port is like this, you know. And then you have the modified high port, and and uh, that's how you do it. Or out the window port. In Nick's case, uh, I would say so. Yeah. Or um, all over his state, out the window of his truck port. That's what he. That's what how he rolls. Why can't you own firearms? Tie. Tie, 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 tie. If you were over here and we were drinking box wine, let me tell you something, brother. I can't tell all my secrets, okay? They won't let me have gun they won't have me have me any more weapons. It's pretty tragic. But what's interesting is is God has just even used the God uses the foolish things to confound wise men. God uses foolish things to confound wise men. He has used this amazing R2-D2 that speaks to me, strapped around my ankle, okay, for the greater good of his goodness. And I made that up, but, but he has done that, okay? He has exploited this, allowed me to exploit this, uh, this ankle piece, R2-D2, for the greater good of, of his kingdom. When I got R2-D2 on, I said, "What? How am I gonna do a workout video? I was—I I just planned on doing workout videos first. That's all I was planning. But I knew it was way deeper than that in my heart to do something. I can't. No, I can't go on a firing range. I can't shoot a weapon. Uh, I would get in big trouble for that. Big trouble. But look, just like the water with seals, I—I've I, shot so much in my life. It's hard to—it's hard to comprehend how many rounds I've shot." Hundreds of thousands of thousands, if not millions of rounds, I don't I don't have any pleasure in shooting at all. 
I don't have any pleasure of going to the range. I have no pleasure in playing with guns, but but I do love to to teach tactics and show you what I know. You know what I mean? Now, will I get my weapons back? If God wants me to. If God wants me to. R2D2, what's up? Muzzle strikes are quickly. Muzzle strikes are quicker from high port. They are uh, lightning lightning speed uh, faster than than low port. Uh, but muzzle strikes are also extremely extremely violent and, and devastating to someone, uh, and that's why you should never do one at all cost, uh, unless you're in an absolute war, because they are devastating, and you 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 can you can hurt somebody really bad or worse. Somebody running at me with a hose? Then we're going to have to do some hot pour squeezy. And I think you know what that means. I think you know what that means. So I take back what I just said. Flex Frog. Big Fish, what is up in the squeezy? Hey, everyone. Hey, I've had so many people come on board this, this amazing Mighty Warrior. Um, Especially with the nice muzzle break. Exactly. Thank you. Yeah. The dentist is going to be like your your lifelong thing if you do that. I mean, it's terrible. But here's the deal. Thank you for showing up because I'm telling you, there's people that, that have messaged me recently that said, you know, it's taken me a long time to message you. Like they'll, they'll have me right here and they'll want to join the live. I'm telling you right now, just join the live. I'll, I'm going to shout you out. I'm not going to embarrass you. You'll probably embarrass me, but that's okay. That's what I'm here for. It's called uh, a high-functioning altruism syndrome, something like this. It's when a primate like me, a monkey, he 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 at his own at his own expense, um, and for the benefit of you, you know, makes fun of himself for the benefit of you. That's in zoology terms. Okay, don't ask me how I got all that. That's all. Uh, yeah. What did your fitness training program? Are you planning to stay in Texas, travel, and give talks? Are you driving your mom nuts? Uh, yes. No, and yes. Altruistic theory. That's right. And I have altruistic, uh, high-functioning altruistic syndrome, which is when a, a, a primate, um, at the expense of himself, benefits uh his fellow friends. Benny the Jet Rodriguez. All right. That's cool. I bet your mom is happy to have you home and safe. How many doctors did you work with at the SEALs? Uh, work with? Not not really many. No, I mean, I, I was unfortunately in the hospital a lot. A lot. Way more than I ever thought I would be in, you know. I was in the hospital a lot, everybody. Uh it said you mentioned me. Hey, 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 hey. I know, I know. I know it does. I tricked you. I tricked you, man. I tricked you. I tricked you because I put that as my title on the on the live. And uh, But that was to just draw you in to Jesus' love. I'm telling you, to draw you into the light. I'm telling you. Maybe don't tell him if you shot past tense deer out the window. Yeah. It's past tense, okay? It's past tense. We're not talking about your past anymore, Nick, okay? <laughs> You're funny. Yes, I'm a seal. Exile. Exile. 
That's right. Go over your tats and meaning. Um, that was a lie. What's up, real man? What happened? Jesus King. I saw through that title, but you mentioned me anyways. You saw that? Sleep deprived, still alive. Man, you know I love you, bro. You know I love you. This tattoo means live remembering death. And this is the old me. This this body you see here, these tattoos are the old me. You know, this man is pr practically dead. Um, not that I, like, I regret some of my tattoos. I don't some others. They're all sentimental. They all were at times in my life and mean something, you know. Uh, but this is live remembering death. And uh, it's just a motto that we go by. Because you better live remembering uh, death or, or you're probably not going to live very long. You know, in, in that in that in that realm of people that I was with, right on. God is good. Bless you, my dude. What's your craziest seal story that you can talk about? Uh, you know, I got a lot of stories on my uh, on my TikTok squeezy page, and just just you know, I got a lot of stories there. Um, uh. I got a lot. I got a lot. And it's got to come upon me to, to to tell a story like that. You know what I mean? Serving up the Sonic-style crushed ice cream. All right, everybody. See, this is messed up, man. I should have never said serving ice cream a long time ago because now people are screaming it, probably in Walmart. I'm going to serve you ice cream, dog. And everybody's like, what the heck is he talking about? There ain't no ice cream up in here. I said, like, I ain't talking about ice cream. And they're like, you got a lot of nerve talking to me like that. He's like, bend over, I'll show you this. Like, what, what, how could you talk to me? Like, he's like, I'm not talking to you. Your lost and found knife story is the best. Yeah, I like that one too. And that I just barely remember that one morning drinking coffee, talking to my old man. Uh, my stories kind of just come on the fly, you know. Chicken nuggets, uh, intellectual. Let's let's hear a story about Camp Talega. You mean Talega Night, son? Can you imagine going through hard times without Jesus? Who would turn to who would you turn to for help? You know, it's crazy you say that because um I can't imagine it. Because even in my most my most darkest times, my mom always told me, scream out Jesus. If you're out there right now and you need help and you're like and you're like, man, I'm going to die tonight. I'm destitute. My life is over. Scream out, Jesus. Just the name alone. You don't even have to believe in him. You, you scream that name out, you're going to get his attention. And you're going you're gonna to get his attention. And he's going to save you. Because he says, all who call upon my name shall be saved. Trump, what did you say? Trump, Trump is my God. Hey, I'm sorry to hear that because he will fail you because man will fail you, okay? Um, every, they will fail you. Nobody can help but God. Nobody can help but Jesus at this point. I've tried it all. Yo, you seem so mad. Some people that are super sensitive and emotional think I'm sound mad, and so I apologize to you for that. 
I really do. Sorry about that. I need to calm down. Chill out. Just relax. Grab your 90210 piece and squeeze. Starfish, thank you so much for saying all that. A bunch of new people here, my brother. I'm loving it. Can you tell us about ORW? Yeah. You know, when, when, uh, um, let me tell you something. Operation Restored Warrior is what saved my life. And, and it's so important if you're new here and you're, and you're coming on here and this is your first time, I pray that you don't leave. This is not about me. It's not about following. Okay. You don't have to follow. You don't, you don't have to do anything. If you're, if, but if you're watching me, I ask that you double tap that screen, okay? It kind of helps me know uh, who's who's around, but it, it's okay if you don't do that either. I just want you to listen, okay? I've, I've scrolled past lives, and I'm like, I'm not double tapping the screen to watch somebody eat a piece of fruit, you know? Don't you wish life was that easy if you could eat a piece of fruit and have two million followers? It's like, what are you doing? What are you, are you kidding me? But here's what I'm trying to tell you, okay? I was in a Texas federal penitentiary in solitary confinement. I'd done the SEALs. I had probably 10, 11, 12, 13 deployments, depending on how you count deployment, you know, with the Marines, Blackwater, and SEALs, okay? If you don't believe me, if you think I'm BSing, I understand. I'm not necessarily asking you to, but I am validating myself, authenticating myself, so that you will believe my testimony. But I ask you to, you can do your research after this. You can Google my name, Jimmy Gale Watson Jr. Um, it's all over my page. You can go to my test. You can see my testimonies and you'll see my stories. And then you can do research on your own at your own peril. And, and you can take a look at my, my story. And my story is unique. And, I, and I'll tell you, it's unique maybe to your eyes at first. Your story may, my, my story may be very unique to you. You might be like, whoa, that's crazy. But, but let me tell you, it's not unique to Jesus because he's been doing this a long time to people that I don't know if they were worse than me, but they can be worse than me and he can save them. Okay. And so, and so, um, God allowed me to accomplish some big things in my life, but it always left me empty because, because here's the deal. Masculinity bestows masculinity. Okay. What I mean by that is we seek validation from the time we're little babies. Okay, now masculinity bestows femininity too. So it doesn't go the other way around. So as a little child, if you're a daughter or, or a young boy, you're actually seeking, uh, you're actually seeking, uh, you're actually seeking validation from your earthly dad. Okay, now, now, so think about your relationship with your earthly dad. And now I want you to think about that. There might be a lot of people with hate feelings right now and all kinds of weird stuff going on because I hear it all the time. I see it all the time. Experience. Think about that earthly relationship with your dad. And now that's the direct, that's generally speaking, the direct reflection of your heavenly father's relationship that you have. So no wonder there's so many guys in prison. No wonder there's so many prostitutes. No wonder there's so many destitute, but Jesus said he came to save the prostitutes, to save the outcasts, to save the, the outcasts and the fringes of society. And my new mission is to be a lighthouse unto his people. If you're listening to this and, and it's this is sinking in hard, you're his people. Okay? Now you may not think that, you may not have heard from God. And I say God, I say Jesus specifically, Yeshua Mashiach. Let me tell you something. Let, let me tell you something. If if 
you don't have to believe in him. He believes in you, and but he wants you to totally rely and trust in him. And I'm telling you right now, I didn't believe a lot of stuff. I, I was hard-headed. I was like, I know that God is real. I've heard all the sunny stories. I just, I want to believe. I want to believe, but I'm not. I don't hear from him. I don't hear from God. I don't hear from Jesus, okay? I don't know my dad, you said, so that makes sense. So I bet you this right now. You're out there that don't know your dad, or maybe your dad molested you, or maybe your dad uh, uh, allowed an uncle to molest you, or a neighbor to let it, or he didn't do anything, or he got mad at you when you told him to. I've, I've heard it all, I've seen all. Maybe he abused you, slapped, around, slapped you around. That's why there's prisoners today, because dads aren't there sometimes. That's why you don't want to look down upon prisoners, okay? Because you have no idea what they've gone through in their life, and, and that's the reason why they're there. I'm not, this does not push off any responsibility to other, okay? So here's the deal. It's so important you realize this, is that, is that, that, that same earthly uh, relationship that you had with your dad is most likely the relationship you have with your heavenly father. So that means that you're like, well, he's there when it counts, I guess, but he's angry at me half the time. Or guess what? He doesn't speak to me. Well, maybe your, your earthly dad didn't speak to you. Jesus is here to tell you tonight that I don't care what, you, what you think, okay, you have to get, you dump that out of your head because it's the enemy who has lied to you because the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And do you know why? Preachers don't ever talk about this. The reason why he comes to kill, steal, and destroy is because he knows that you have a destiny. You may not even think that you have a destiny. I don't care how old you are or how young. You may not think you have a destiny, but you actually do. Okay, and if you're seeing this lighthouse, which Jesus made a lighthouse for you, okay, through through a tremendous amount of pain and suffering and trials. But he saved me, okay, one, because he's that loving, okay, for a wretched soul like me. But but the second thing was for me to be able to talk to you today. So here's how strategic and crazy amazing Jesus is Yeshua. Is he, is, is, I had to go through what I had to go through to be strategically placed here like a pawn in a chess game. And now I am facing you right now, whoever you are, I am literally facing you on a chessboard. And Jesus is saying, checkmate. He's saying, checkmate to you right now. And he's saying, it's your move. I am willing, he's saying. He's saying, I love you and I am willing to save you. And I'm not talking about your soul because that's easy. That's the easy part. All you have to do is welcome him into your heart right now. Jesus, I need you. And I'm talking, I need you bad. I need you more than I have ever needed Anything in my life, I need you so desperately. This is the kind of prayer that you need to have right now. And I'm not going to walk you through that because you know what to say. Because I don't, because I don't want to give you a canned answer, a canned response. You, you, know, you know what's in your heart and you know how to call it. Ain't nobody don't know how to call it to Jesus. 
I watched four army guys die on the stretchers one by one. They had been, uh, a grenade went in their turret and blew up. I had been hit by a grenade too. I was waiting surgery. I watched them die one by one, one by one. They all screamed for Jesus. Every one of them. Was it because their buddy was screaming, Jesus is contagious? Or were they screaming in their last dying breath, Jesus, help me? Well, they all died in a row, okay? Because life ain't so pretty. Life ain't always pretty. But if you're watching this, I'm telling you right now, Jesus told me I'm a lighthouse to his people. That means you're his people. And the wonderful thing about this is, is that a lighthouse is on the fringes of society, on skid row, on the rocks. And the lighthouse warns of impending doom. But I don't have to tell you that. I don't have a lighthouse doesn't have to tell you about impending doom. Because when you see a lighthouse, you just go, well, there's safe harbors, but there's also impending doom. There's also rocks there. And I gotta I gotta avoid that. I got a red light return this piece. That means keep the red lights on this hemisphere in America. Keep the red lights on the right side. That means keep the red lights on your right side, on the starboard side as you're coming in. Because if you don't keep those red lights right here, and you start drifting off over here on your own program, after you see the lighthouse, you very well could be waylaid by a steam, a steam engine or sink. Okay? I was, and, and the reason why I can talk to you like this is I was a lost Ship in the night, sinking into the abysmal depths of the ocean. Okay, I had a, a famous gentleman tell me that once. John McAfee looked at me in a diner and said, Son, you are a lost ship in the night, sinking away in the abysmal darkness of the ocean, and you're sinking, and you're hopeless, and you're lonely. And you know, he might have got smacked by the older Jimmy by, by a long time ago, but I was so, it hit me so hard, I couldn't even, I couldn't even rebut it. And I just put my head down and I said, I said, sir, he goes, how did I know that? And I said, yes, because he took the words out of my mouth. He says, because I am that lost ship in the night too. Now he didn't offer me a solution because there is no solution other than the reality and the truth which is more real than me and you speaking right now which is Jesus and he is telling you right now that he is the way and that he can guide you into a safe harbor this very moment but you're it's going to take all you got but in the least effort you've ever had right now. I believe that through proxy of my voice that you can be rescued right now wherever you are. And I'm not talking, I'm not talking about your soul. That can be done easily. But I'm talking about the physical torment. The physical, the physical place that you're in right now. The, the physical torment and the physical place that you're in right now, wherever you are in a house. Maybe you're sleeping on your couch. You can't even sleep in your bed because you and your ex-wife slept in there and have memories and stuff and, and you, you won't even dare sleep in there anymore because it's so tragic and terrible. And um, so I got thrown into a solitary confinement and then a Texas judge allowed me to come out and I was going to kill myself anyways. 
I had already tried once, and I was at the, the end of my rope, literally. And I actually hung myself in a mental institution, actually, and fractured my, and I, I had a fracture of my neck. Didn't have to have a, a, a brace or nothing. And uh, you do those mighty warrior workouts, that's what happens. Well, I get, I go on house arrest. I find out about Operation Restored Warrior. I'm like, yeah, I just want to go just to get out of the house. What happened to me at Operation Restored Warrior is not possible. It's ineffable. It's impossible to describe to you. But I will say that there is no way the old Texas tornado, the old man that you see standing here, could get in front of you right now and do this, what I'm doing, without some kind of supernatural power. Without some kind of supernatural redeeming power. Uh, and he came in and restored my life. Healed my shoulder. It was in devastating pain. My fingers were numb. And then he recalled an event that nobody could have known. Another gentleman did that had been praying for me. He says, was that at this house? Did this and this and this happen? I said, there's no way you can know that, man. I said, you don't mess with me, bro. You don't mess with me like that. I, I'm a fragile dude now. And, I, and a fragile guy is a scary man. Mike Tyson was pretty fragile before every, every one of his fights. He was crying all over the place because he was so terrified of what he had to become. I know that feeling. I know how it is to cry before you have to do something and turn into a, a freaking animal. So I'm here today to tell you, after all that, that what I experience is what you hear about, but you never experience. What I experience is what you desire so badly, but you don't think that it can happen to you. Because see, I thought the same things that you're thinking right now. I thought, yeah, but it doesn't happen to me. It's because you have been, you're, you've been believing this religion thing. And most people hate religion. Well, guess what? We have a lot in common. I hate religion too. Because religion is hypocrisy. Religion is devastating. It's controlling. Puts rules on you that can, they can never follow. I'm talking about a relationship. God created man and woman like him. That's why he desires so badly a relationship. Because He's the one that created relationships. He desires a real relationship with you. If you can grasp that he really wants a loving, actual, intimate, and I say that in the most masculine way possible, relationship with you, then you'll be mind blown that what can happen in your life. And I've seen it, I've seen it radically change people's lives every single day. These are people that I've called, and it goes on and on and on. And, uh, and my list goes on. If you're in desperate need right now, my friend, brother, sister, then, then, you, then you DM me. If you're in desperate need, I'll put you on my list. And I'm, I'm going to call you somehow, some way. I got that seal warrior ethos going where I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to stop. It's tiring. It's sometimes it can daunting. It can be very daunting and, and somewhat exhausting. But when I help someone, it's like wind beneath my wings. It helps me to help you. And I just want to show you, not through my own power, because if it's through me, it's just like talking to 
an, an unqualified psych, an unqualified sponsor, somebody crazy. But you're not talking to me, and I'm not doing it for you. It's got to be a no-joke, radical restoration from Jesus that I pray right now hits you like a ton of bricks. I pray that the, the Holy Spirit would linebacker tackle your heart right now, wherever you are. I hope to God you hear this. I hope to God you hear this. I hope to God you hear this. My voice right now speaking directly to your heart. I'm telling you right now, the entire reason for this is not so you can just be saved out of your current situation. No, that would be weak sauce. The entire reason for this exhausting trial that you have gone through this for this many, many months, days, weeks, years, especially you ones that have been going through this for years. When's the last night you got a night of peaceful rest or a day without anxiety? Thank you so much. When is the last time? Never. Well, maybe when I was a kid. Okay. But he's telling you today, the reason why you're here looking at me right now is because you have an incredible journey ahead of you. Because what is past a lighthouse? It's not to get to a lighthouse. That's boring. That's terrible. No, it's to guide you past the lighthouse and the safe harbors for a world that's awaiting for you. Not the world that you've already experienced the strip clubs, the drugs, the heroin, the girls, the guys, the pornography, this, 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 is the vices, the money, the titles. I'm talking about real validation from a real father. When you seek validation from anything else, you are going to the tushy of doom. Don't ask me what that means. But it's bad. And if I can save one person tonight from that hell that I went through, man. But I don't have to sell it to you. I know you know in your heart. There's no begging or selling here. It's just the truth. And I think that you can see it on my face right now. You can see it in my eyes, I know. Because I see it when I look in the mirror. Because I, all I saw was death my whole life. In darkness. <laughs> this person said, what are you selling? I ain't selling nothing, man. God's word is not for sale. Nick, thank you so much for your support. Nick, man, you've been so amazing, man, to me. And and uh, there's the regulars that come on here that keep me going, keep me propped up. You know, because you can't do nothing on your own in this life. You can't do nothing in this life on your own. Yeah, you're giving out a, a lifetime of ice cream your whole life. You, you're going to be hurting. You're going to be hurting real bad. Yeah, selling salvation for the cost of time. Wow. What epic, man. Yay for Nick. That's right. Let's hear about how you deal with default. Andrew, what does that mean? I don't pretend to know anything, brother. If I don't know what you mean, I'll say it. Freedom is here for those who want it. You're right. You're absolutely right. Freedom is actually here. And all you got to do is stop doing what you've been doing. That's screaming out to God. That's crying every night. 
all these things. He's already heard you, or we wouldn't be talking right now. John Carter, thank you so much. Touchpoint, brother. Touchpoint. Where did you find your motivation to be a SEAL? No one knows in my family. I always want to be a SEAL. From the time I was really little, like maybe eight years old, seven years old, I don't know where I got it. But but uh, I knew in my heart I wanted to be a warrior. The problem is I didn't have it physically. I didn't have it mentally, the aptitude to be a SEAL. And by the grace of God, I even have eyesight barely. But I had 2400 vision. This is before Lasix was coming out. I can remember crying and crying because I knew that you had to have sight to be a warrior. You had to see your you had to see your dang weapon to be able to be a warrior. And then all of a sudden one day they came out with this new surgery for your eyes. I walked out of there seeing like an eagle, like 2015, 2018. They were like, man, that's really good. We're better than 2020. And I, and I remember crying out to God, just like the blind man, blind man Bartimaeus in the Bible. And Jesus said, What can I do for you? And he says, I just want to see. And maybe that's what you're saying right now. I just want to see. I just want peace. I just want hope. I just want life. Science. Thank the scientist. But then, but then who made the scientist? Isaac Newton said, you can explain the gravitational rotation of the planets. We can explain that. But you can't explain who put the planets into motion. You can't. Boy, they've tried, and you just can't. After my wreck in 2020, I was given a roll, the stone away miracle, and no one will tell me different. That's what I'm talking, Raymond, sir. That's what I'm talking about. See, because Jesus wants to do something so big in your life, he doesn't want to make it a little miracle because then you'll blame science. Then you'll give the credit to scientists or, or, you'll, or you'll put it off on something else. Hey, Max, how you doing, sir? How you doing, brother? Man, Max, there we go. My fellow frogman just came aboard. Let me tell you something. Jesus wants to do a huge thing in your life. Bro, planets ain't in the Bible. Well, we must be reading different Bibles. Let me tell you something. Um, I just want to hope. I just want hope. What is your opinion about the Apocrypha books? I don't know, you know. I do good to get through the 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 New Testament and Old Testament, man, and and you know, I don't focus on all that. I don't focus on this or that or well, you need to know Hebrew to, to be able to you need this version and just get a Bible and open it for God's sake. Save yourself. You know, Jesus is real. And I have Navy is the best. Thank you. Hey, if you're coming aboard right now. Thank you so much for joining. Thank you for joining. I hope that you check out my page. I hope that you can find it in your heart to follow me, even if it's temporary, until you figure me out, until you figure this whole thing out. Like, okay, I'm going to follow him right now. I'll get back to this guy. I'll get back to this guy. Maybe I'll pop up some more on your... Who y'all? What's up? Maybe I'll pop up on your, your thing. Love your videos. Thank you for saying that. When do you think all this SHIT, blah, blah, blah? I, I don't know. You don't need to know about Jesus. You need to know Jesus. 
That's right. That he all he all he, he was requiring a relationship. He requires a relationship with you. Thank you for saying that, Dave. I've seen your support over and over. Hey, when do I get off house arrest? I hope some point soon. Listen, I could tell you some crazy radical things that happened to me in ORW, Operation Restored Warrior, but I just can't let it out right now. I just can't let it out right now. And, and I'm not trying to say that as a teaser. You don't, you don't have to believe me. But, but I can't let it out right now because, um, because of my opinion case. But, but I was told things already that will happen, and, and uh, they're already happening in my life, but I just can't talk about them publicly. Can we hear about your adventures with John? You know, every time I talk about John, crazy things happen. You know what I mean? Uh, and that will happen too. There's a book coming out, but it's a story of, about me, about redemption for me. It's uh, and I told my the this number one selling author, this international author. Um, I told him straight up. I said, "Man, I I don't really want a dime. I just want to get my story out. I just want to tell about how Jesus redeemed me. I just want to I, I just want to tell about how Jesus redeemed me." And, and he's like. All right, <laughs> because he's like, because it's a dang good story um, with McAfee in it. Of course, you know, it's called, uh, uh, tentatively, it's about, it's going to come out in about two months. And it's called uh, uh, Genius Soldier Madness. Amen. What did John say about Jesus? John, tell me a female is tweezing your eyebrows. Am I that good? Is it that good? Thank you. My, I've always had kind of small eyebrows, but thank you for that. I appreciate you saying that. Um, you know, Mac, McVie had an incredible story about... It's important to realize this. McVie stared me at this close in his face, John McVie, in a truck. Thanks for joining just now, everybody. appreciate you. I'm about to tell you a freaking epic story. Okay? I'm going to... Um, tell you an epic story and then I'll close out okay now I'm driving in the back of the truck this, now you want to okay if you don't listen this may be great for people who don't believe in Jesus right now for people who not who don't believe in Jesus and don't believe in God stuff this is perfect for you I'm not trying to talk you into Jesus because John, John McAfee didn't believe in Jesus either okay and he was a genius an intellectual okay so but I want so I want to tell you his testimony because he didn't believe in Jesus but I want to tell you what he said about it, okay? And maybe that'll, that'll hook you on board here just to hear the story. That's all I ask. You ain't got to follow me. Just hear the story out. I'm on the, I'm on, I'm on the way back from um, Jackson. Uh, is it Jackson, Tennessee? It's not Jacksonville. It's Jackson, Tennessee. We're going back to his residency, his, his mansion in Lexington, Tennessee. And it's about an hour or so ride. I can't remember. But, but he has me sit in the, the passenger seat and drink wine with him. Okay, it's not box wine, it's bottle wine. And he has one of the guards driving, okay, drive us, which is very rare because I was driving at the time. Uh, he liked me driving his getaway truck. He had like $70,000 aftermarket in this big old Dodge Ram. He later gave it to me. And so I'm in the, I'm in the driver's seat, uh, sorry, the passenger seat, and I'm turned around because when John McPhee, uh, I'm sorry you're hurting. If you're hurting right now, uh, Balboa loves me, man. Dodger, brother, thank you so much. Thank you. I, I spent some time in Balboa Naval Medical Hospital. Hey, man, I guess we know each other. Hey, uh, DM me if you're hurting right now. I can help you out, okay? But I'm about to tell you this epic story about John McVie. So I'm in the passenger seat. I'm drinking wine. 
Now I started to become a degenerate. Never could imagine drinking with a gun on, okay, from the SEALs. But all the other guards were when I got there, and I despised that. I was like, yo, man, I don't play that game. I, I was like Charlie Sheen and the SEALs, but that don't mean we're like toting guns around, drinking and getting high and stuff. Well, now I start becoming a degenerate because everybody else is, and you're in this environment, blah, blah, blah. I'm on the way back from Jackson, Tennessee. I got my whole body turned around, cricking my neck, because John McAfee always sat in the middle, in the back. And he's smoking burning holes in the in the in the in the in the roof with a cigarette, and we're drinking heavy. Okay, he's passing me the bottle, and I'm like, man, I'm gonna get fired because he's probably testing me. But he forced me to. He was like, you're gonna drink, and I was like, sir, I don't play. Hey, you're gonna drink. Okay, okay, you're drinking now. I promise you. Even if you you were um, if you were Mother Teresa, she'd be drinking back there, all right? So, so he looks me, and when he looks at you in the eyes, you, you stare at him back. You know what I mean? You stare at him back, and he stares at you. You know what I'm saying? And so he he says, listen, son. And I don't know why he told me this story, because he would just tell random stories. But he said, listen. He said, I was in Brazil, or it was like Mexico, somewhere deep in there. And he said, I wanted to get high that night. Drugs. And he was working for the railroad at the time. And he had just got done doing the Apollo mission uh, as the lead NASA programmer. Okay, big, big, big resume here. So he says, I was looking for these drugs, Jimmy. And he said, I, he goes, I found some orange powder. They said, be careful with it because it was enough to kill a, uh, a rhino. And, and so, so, so uh, he said he took it back to his, his bathroom in his Mexico room. And he said he did a little line like they told him to. And they said, be careful. And He's like, whatever. Nothing happens. He sits on his couch. He says, forget this. He goes and does the entire orange powder. Now, this is DMT or something like this crazy, okay? He takes the entire amount. He goes and sits on his couch. John McAfee sits on his black couch, okay? He, surprise present. Sam Payne, thank you so much for that. Thank you. He's sitting on his black couch. He's taking the entire amount of orange powder of DMT, okay? He all of a sudden skyrockets through his ceiling and he's sitting on top of the moon in this wooden rocking chair. Just sitting on top of the moon. Can you imagine this? You do the entire package of DMT, John McAfee, and now you're sitting on top of the moon. Okay? You're sitting on top of the moon with these, these exact shades on. No, just kidding. But I'm suspicious. Oh, susceptible. So he's sitting on this moon. He's looking down at the earth from the moon. With this DMT, this and, okay, he's taking he's taking way too much. Well, he says he shoots so automatically back down after a long time, and he says it feels like eternity. Can you imagine being on a trip that feels like eternity? So he goes back down to his couch, his black couch, okay, in his in his in the Mexico apartment. Fast forward a year, he's completely high, permatripped, permafried, permafried from this DMT. They told him not to take the package of orange stuff. And he's telling me this in the back of the truck. I'm like listening. I got my eyes peeled to him, drinking this wine with John McAfee on the way back from Jackson, Tennessee. He says, Jimmy, son. He called me son. He said, son. He goes, I had a perma-fry, a perma-trip for two years now. Okay? Now, he went all around. He was in Roanoke, Virginia somewhere. And he was working for the railroad at the time. By the way, they kept his software program that he made for all the switches of the software. Well, he's so high, they have to fire him. He becomes an invalid on this orange powder DMT. Okay. He said it was hell, Jimmy. 
He goes, I didn't know what to do, son. He goes, I would just be all of a sudden walking down the road, then I would be in a home, and then I would be in a, a truck with somebody and having a conversation with someone <clears throat> I didn't even know. Okay, I've, I've done a lot of missions, way too many to count, hundreds, hundreds, hundreds of missions. I mean, seriously, like you go eight times a day sometimes, night. So so um, he's, in, he's in the truck, he tells me, I, he goes, Jimmy, son, I don't know why I keep saying Jimmy. He always called me son, like son. You don't understand. And so cracky voice. He says he would just end up in people's vehicles with some random people and he didn't know how he got there and he's and they're driving him across state. It was hell. Well, his wife and his daughter end up packing um, all this stuff up, okay, in, in his house at the time in Virginia and he can hear his, his wife and his and his uh, daughter, I believe, packing all of his stuff up in boxes and talking about how they're about to check uh, check him in to a, uh, a mental hospital forever, okay? They're going to check John McAfee into a mental hospital forever, okay? Because he's so mentally permanently fried. So a voice, all of a sudden, tells John McAfee to basically murder his, his wife and his daughter, Okay? Uh, and go kill him. And so he goes, son, I, I just thought, okay. And so he goes and he gets a shotgun and he comes back to the house that they're packing up all this stuff. And he can't respond. He's in a permanent trip from this DMT and he can't possibly respond. So he's got a shotgun now and he's walking up to his house with his wife and his daughter in there. A voice has told him to kill them. He's on a permanent trip. Okay. He goes up to the door. He grabs... The, the handle of the wooden door. Most epic story I've ever heard. He has a shotgun. Somebody says, hey, you. As he's going in the door to kill his mom and daughter. He turns around and there's a man with a bow tie, you know, in a, in a Bible. And he goes, hey, you. He goes, can I talk to you about a man named Jesus? John McPhee has got the shotgun in his hand, loaded going to kill his uh, his uh, wife and daughter. They're boxing all this stuff up. He says, yeah. He goes, I, I want to hear about this guy. Sounds interesting. He, he's a very knowledgeable guy, and he listens. And John McAfee said one of the reasons for his success was he just listened to people. And so, of course, he goes, I want to hear about this man named Jesus. He hadn't heard much about him, actually, which is weird. But he said, yeah, I want to hear about him. So the man says, can we sit on your porch swing and, he, and John said, sure, because he can talk barely and he can listen a little bit. So he sits down on the porch swing with this guy. He's got the shotgun leaned up against the thing. His wife and his daughter are inside packing up the stuff. He says he sits on the porch, the swing on the porch, and he says this man tells the most incredible story you have ever heard in your life about this man named Jesus. Keep in mind, John McPhee doesn't believe in Jesus. Still. He says, and I said, yes, what happened, sir? What happened? I'm like, now, now I'm drinking wine with John McPhee in the back of the truck. I'm like, what happened then? I'm like, enthralled. He says, son, he says, he, he told me the most incredible story you've ever heard in your life about this man named Jesus. He says, I was so enthralled. And he said, he just sat there. On this, on this swing. And at the very end of it, he said, this man with the Bible, with the bow tie, said, can I pray for you? And John said, well, 
Sure. You know, once again, the man takes John's hands in his hands and prays that Jesus will save him right there on this porch. John said, after he said amen, John said he immediately came out of his permatrip like this. Immediately came out of his perma-high that he had been in for two years on an overdose of DMT, this orange stuff. He comes out of it perfectly fine. And now I'm just like, whoa, you know? And uh, he says, I immediately came too, and I was perfectly fine after that. And so I was blown away when John McAfee told me the story in the back of the truck, okay? Because, because I didn't think that John McAfee believed in God or Jesus, and I had only been with him a little bit at this point. And so my, my next question was, sir, because I believed in Jesus and God. I was living like a heathen, but I believed in him. I believe they existed. And I said, sir, I didn't know you believed in Jesus and John, uh, Jesus and God. So, so I said, so you, so, uh, so, so you believe in Jesus, you know, cause, cause he obviously saved you out of this permanent fry. And he looked at me with the crazy eyes and he was like, no. And I was like, I started busting out laughing. He goes, I'm, I'm dead serious, son. And I said, how, how could you not believe it? John? I said, sir, McAfee, sir, how could you not believe in Jesus? Obviously the guy told you about Jesus for two hours and you don't believe him. And then he prays for you and you come out of the biggest permanent fry of your life and you don't believe him. That was the weirdest thing I've ever seen, but it was the greatest testimony from a non-believer. He didn't believe in Jesus. He didn't believe in God. He believed in something divine. And I always felt that that was tragic because obviously uh, a man came, he's permanently fried for two years, prays for him, invokes the name of Jesus and saves him out of a life of hell and saves him out, out of a permanent fry trip. That's crazy. Dude, it's in your brain right now. Well, Jimmy, what can I do for motivation? Let me tell you something. The very first thing you could do is, is literally... Ask Jesus to come in and help you like he's never helped you before. That, that's, that's the only thing that's going to really give you energy. And then the next is to get on a routine. I tell people to change up their life. Change up their life. You know a seal that was kicked out for hitting his chief in the face? That sounds about right. I've seen that. I've seen seen guy hit an officer in the face. Seen, seen a bunch of stuff. But... The biggest thing you can do is change up what you're doing. Oh, you get up at 6.30 in the morning? Get up at 8. I don't know. Change up your routine. Oh, you, you, you know, you want to stop smoking cigarettes? Stop going and stop buying them first. But the thing is, is I don't tell people that because there's nothing that you can really do to stop. But you can invoke the name of Jesus, the same Jesus that healed John McPhee and took him out of a, a permanent fry, permanent trip, even though John McPhee still didn't believe till the day he died. I don't think till the day he died. Even then, even then, he can save you. Invoke his name. Invoke his name today. I cracked your heart open this much and invoke his name. 
And if you want to pray with me right now, let's pray together. How about that? How about that? Will you pray with me tonight before I get off this thing? Will you believe this crazy guy right here with these crazy sunglasses? These all-American mandates? It should be the only thing that you ever are mandated to wear these glasses. Because they're bulletproof. Just kidding, they're not bulletproof. But will you pray with me right now? Listen to me. Wherever you are sitting right now in your house, you may be destitute. You may be suffering greatly. Okay? Don't drop off now. Let me pray for you real quick. And then I'm gonna and then and then I'm gonna go, okay? And man, man, it don't matter if you follow this guy. But but I'll tell you, I'll tell you, the the most greatest decision that you could ever make is to follow Jesus. This ain't a preacher. I'm not a preacher. This ain't a sermon, okay? Here we go. And all it is is this. Is this is this powerful? And if you've been touched by this tonight afterwards, will you will you just drop me a line and just be like, man, something happened radically. I don't know what to do now. I, I'll and just be like, man, something happened radically. I don't know what to do now. I, I'll help you. Okay, there you are. I can help you out after, okay? All right? But here it goes. Jesus, I'm asking you and I'm invoking your name tonight. I'm invoking your name. Just like that man prayed for John McAfee and he came out of his permanent trip, a life of hell, a real life of hell, I'm asking you right now. I know that there's people watching right now. From the bottom of my heart, I know that they're hurting, and they were hurt, they're hurting just as bad as I was or worse. And that's hard to do. It, it would be hard to hurt worse than I was. Lord Jesus, I ask you that you would come into this situation right now, wherever they are, wherever they're sitting, however lost that they feel right now, I ask you, by the same power of the Holy Spirit in Jesus that came into this wretched man's life and rescued him out of a horrible, horrible pit, I'm asking you to, to show up and show out. And whoever's listening to my voice right now, by the sound of my word, words and voice, and by me invoking the power of the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I say to live right now, live, live, live. Whoever you are, live. I pray that this hits you like a ton of bricks. And I ask that Jesus would come in and radically restore your life and radically change you from this very moment on. When you wake up through a night of the most peaceful sleep you've ever had. Tonight, tonight, right now. I'm not asking you to put down your alcohol. I'm not asking you to put down your drug. I'm asking you. I'm asking you to lift your eyes to Jesus because he is there in the room with you right now, holding your hand, hugging you, giving you the only love that you'll ever feel in this life, that no man, person, place, drug, thing will ever be able to do. I am nothing. But Jesus is there right now with you and he is saying, I am willing to help you, to save you, from hell, from a life of literal hell. And so I thank you, Jesus, that, that, that you would do for them what you did for this desperate soul. And I pray that you would light a fire in their lives like they, they have never seen before. In the mighty name of Jesus, it's as simple as that. 
The more simple it is, the greater and more powerful it's going to be in your life. In the name of Jesus, all my love for you tonight. I pray that, that, that you continue on a wonderful path because you are tonight. It's not that he's going to heal you. He just did receive it, believe it right now. And I thank you. I thank you, everybody, and I love you, okay? And even though you said Jesus goes to bed, he don't. Do you know King David for that person who just said that? Do you know King David said, if I ascend to heaven, there you shall be, God. But if I make my bed in Sheol, if I make my bed in hell tonight, there you shall be. All my love. See you. I'll see you, okay? Bye now.